there is no one else. There is no one else like you. Let's get the sisters. You deserve. I bless your holy name. Brothers, you deserve the glory. You deserve the glory. And the honor. And the honor. Lord, I lift my hands. Lord, I lift my hands in worship. As I bless your holy name. Everybody, for you are great. You are great. You do miracles so great, oh God. There is no one else like you. There is no one else like you. For you are great. You do miracles. There is no one else like you. There is no. Christ, I heard you saying he's an awesome God. Amen. An awesome God for awesome believers in an awesome time for an awesome departure. Amen. So we can simply say we are living during an awesome season. Hey, our God is an awesome God. Amen. Brasbourg normally say, look at God. Amen. After he has blessed you, you know that look that you give the devil. Amen. How many know that look that you give the devil after God has granted you a a fat blessing? And say, look at God, David. He's an awesome God. Our God is awesome. Amen. So uh, we are very much happy to see all of you. We had a great wedding yesterday. Amen. I'm glad by God's grace I'm well to come and preach. Because uh, yesterday I was following Brother Chetty for what must I eat. Amen. And there was something that looked like gravy. And he just ate it like he was eating a sweet. And when I attempted that, uh, yeah, last night I thought of him. I said, ah. He got me into trouble. (laughs) Amen. It was something very, very hot. Amen. But we really thank God and we appreciate. I always say one thing very uh, pleasing about leading this church. It's a church of diversity. And it amazes me how people can come from such diverse background and be able to love one another unconditionally. Uh, it's, a, it's amazing. Amen. Uh, now, without waste of time, I would like you just to take your seats. And as indicated, uh, 
previously. Uh, we thought today we should be able to conduct the elections as per our promise. Uh, I indicated to the board, sat down to look at the replacements uh, for vacant roles that were there in the church and then they looked into men that they deemed to be uh, worthy of the honor of leading you as as the bride on this side of Wheatbank. Amen. Amen. We, we always, we don't say we are perfect, but we always try our uttermost to lead this church based on uh, the scriptural principles and as well as the, all the principles that we have managed to lean from the message of the hour. Hallelujah. We, we believe the message that God has given us in this day and age, it is an absolute. Amen. Amen. We believe it is, it is very uh, suitable for us to, to be used to, to lead our personal lives, to lead our families, to lead our assemblies. And if God permits, if the community was to ask us a question and say, how can this community be led? We'll always refer them back to the principles of the message. That's, that's the level of confidence that we have in this message. And I don't know how many do share that confidence level with me. Amen. It is, it is an absolute. Now, we, the, the pastor does not have a, a final say over things. It is the church that has a final say over things. Are we together? Brother Brennan says in an assembly we do not have an individual. That is the ultimate. Uh, the church chooses its own deacons chooses its own pastor, chooses its own trustees, that is the church. Are we together? Brother Branham says that is as per apostolic teachings. Amen. And thereafter, the, the pastor assumes an overseer or an absolute authority over the church, but within the parameters of the weight. Uh, not to lord over the church, but to lead it by love. Hallelujah and by the revealed word of the hour. Are we together? Yes, Amen. Now, in, in First Timothy, the chapter will be the third chapter. The verse will be the eighth verse. in this manner if it is found <clears throat> Paul says likewise must the deacons be grave 
I just want to say that grave, it means responsibly serious. Hallelujah. Not double-tongued, which means they must be truthful and sincere. Not, not given too much wine. I think that is self-explanatory. Not greedy or filthy looking, which means uh, in their dealings they, they've got to be honest and fair. Holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. I believe that it speaks about the loyalty to the revealed word of the hour as preached by the prophet messenger in the end time. And let this also first be proved, meaning on the job test. Then let them use the office of a deacon being found blameless. That means they must be discreet and sound-minded. Blameless, it means they must be above accusations and reproach, and their integrity must be unquestionable. Are we together? Even so, must their wives be grave, not slanderous, sober, faithful in all things. That means their wives must be able to inspire confidence of the believers uh, based on their conduct. Hallelujah. Mm, we normally say the tallest tree catches the most wind. Uh, so whenever you are a man in the office, the devil's guns will be pointing at your direction. If you are a wife of an office bearer, the devil will always attempt to derail you because if you get a, a wife of an elder, you can get a good five sisters behind that sister. Hallelujah. Because of the influence and the way people look up to a person. God doesn't only call a man, but he calls his wife as well. Amen. Let, let the deacons be the husbands of one wife. Uh, that means they must not be polygamist uh, or be a divorcee or living with a wife while the other one is somewhere else. Are we together? So it must be a one-woman uh, affair. Are we together? Ruling their children, they should do the best that they can to point their children in the right direction uh, because the, the children of the pastor and the deacons and the elders it is the kind of children that set the path or the tone for the other children in most cases. Uh, if you can have delinquency amongst them, you will have delinquency spiraling out of control in the church. Are we together? And, and, and uh, ruling their own houses very, very well. A deacon must not only be above reproach in church, but must be above reproach even in their own household. Are we together? And 
for they that have used the office of deacon well you can use it very well and you can abuse it as well hallelujah but those that have used it very well purchase to themselves a good degree and great boldness in the faith which is in jesus christ are we together so those are the scriptural requirements as spoken by uh, St. Paul. Amen. Now, when we are there, we, uh, the board has said and suggested a few names uh, that have been brought to the fore uh, that we will put before the church for an election. And thereafter, I will advise in terms of what is the way forward. They will immediately start after the election. The ordination I will take run about maybe uh, two months. In two months, I will come back and do the ordination based on the feedback of the brothers that would be uh, appointed to be ordained later. Are we together? Amen. But one thing that I'm saying uh, they are not angels. They will make mistakes. They need the support of the church. And I, for one, as a pastor, I think I have, uh, because I'm a doer, I make a lot of mistakes. Amen. I realize that for me not to make a mistake, I must do nothing and be nothing. But I realize that I need to be something in God's economy. And Brother Bram says, a man that does something uh, will make a mistakes. Are we together? Amen. Now, uh, among the deacons, we are going to make a change in the trustee board where we will be able to have a, a one trustee moving to a treasurer's role. We will be able to put that through the vote as well. And the other thing is uh, the board uh, unanimously, this is not subject to election, but it's, a, it's just a, a, a statement of recognition that we will want to put on official record. Amen. Uh, I don't know if, Brother Chetty, you can stand to your feet while I read this quotation. Amen. Now, Brother Brenham says in the message seven church ages, he says an elder always has and always will refer to simply to a man's chronological age in the Lord. He is an elder, not because he is elected or ordained. Hallelujah. Uh, an elder is identified by circumstances, but because he is older, he is more seasoned, trained, not a novice, reliable because of experience, a long-standing proof of his Christian experience. And on that note, the board unanimously said we want to recognize Brother Derek Chetty as an elder in this church. Amen. God bless you richly. Uh, we know the role of an elder. We'll pray for the sick. Hallelujah. Help here and there in terms of uh, strengthening the faith of the little ones, those that come into the message, just to strengthen them. And I've spoken to him in terms of what we are going to do in that space. Amen. And thank you for, for Brother Derek Chetty for availing yourself, and may God richly bless 
your family because a family qualifies the man for a role. Amen. And it's your wife and your kids, how they conducted themselves that made you for that made it possible for the board to unanimously say we will recognize you as an elder in this church. Amen. And then furthermore, uh, I don't know, Brother Thomas Watt, if we can stand to his feet. Hallelujah. Uh, Brother Philip Andre. Amen. Brother, uh, where is Brother Dipadi? Amen. All right. So this means, hallelujah, uh, what, what the board nominated was that Brother Philip, uh, uh, or before I get there, maybe if the brothers, if they can advance to the fore, while I read a few things from the prophet messenger regarding what we are doing here. Amen. Just a round of applause for them. Amen. Brother Brenham says in the message, the placing of deacons, he says, we are building now. We wish to place this church and as the general overseer of the church, I must see that it's kept scripturally and everything right on the weight. And so therefore, then it has been found favorable with the board and the pastor to select in this group of people here some men who we think to be honorable and just men who can only we can only bring them then it's then they are appointed by the church by their own vote and then this men shall serve if they feel that they will accept this office then they will come for a short time to see if they feel that maybe that god has called them and if later if they feel that they are disqualified then they have a right in the next few weeks to resign the office that someone else could be appointed in their space or in their place. Hallelujah. And then Brother Brenham says, Amen. Maybe as it is now, I may just call Brother Matsabi just to come to the fore and Brother Mpanyana to help me here. Uh, as I request all of you to bow your heads. Amen. Now, now with our heads bowed, not only our heads, but our hearts. As every member of this church that comes here regularly and supports this church, uh, which is considered a member of this church, while me and my fellow brothers here uh, look on, I would like to ask if this church finds Brother Philip Andre to be a just man and eligible by the best of your thinking to be a deacon over this group of people, You'll signify the same by raising your hand. Okay, so they, let all the hands go a little further so that we can see them. Hallelujah. All right. With our 
heads are still bound. Uh, if there's anyone that would want to vote contrary, so that they can indicate by contrary, can re indicate by raising their hand. Amen. With your eyes bowed. Hallelujah. God bless. All right. And then, oh, God bless you. Now, we'll repeat the same process. If there is anyone that sees uh, that, if I would like to ask if the church finds Brother Thomas Want to be a just man and eligible by the best of your thinking to be a deacon over this group of people, you'll signify the same by raising your hand. With our heads bowed, eyes closed. All right. Amen. Still with our eyes closed. Uh, maybe just with your heads closed. Amen. I'm saying, uh, just you'll bear with me, I was just consulting with my brothers here. Uh, we said, is there anyone that would uh, uh, find Brother Thomas Watt to be a just man, an eligible man, by the best of your thinking, to be a deacon over this group of people? You'll signify the same by raising your hand. Make your hands visible so that we can identify. Amen. Hands down. If anyone would want to vote contrary, can they indicate by raising their hand while we look? All right. Amen. Amen. Now, does this congregation feel that Brother Senadi Padi is a just and righteous man who has been with us for some time to be a treasurer, secretary general, a treasurer of this church to handle its finances and to pay its bills? If so, raise your right hand now. Amen. Still with our eyes bowed uh, and our hands, uh, now we are going to get a contrary vote. Amen. All right. God bless. Amen. You can, uh, well, the brothers are here. You can open your eyes. Uh, based on the majority vote, this church has elected these men into the roles that uh, have been specified here. Brother Philip Andre as the deacon, Brother Thomas Watt 
as a deacon, Brother Senadipari, as a treasurer. Hallelujah. Amen. And then I will return back at a later stage for a month or, or two while they settle in their role, roles and give me a feedback. Then I'll come back and just to confirm the ordination. Amen. God bless you richly, brothers. you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you richly. Uh, oh, before Brother Mbayana, Brother Bari, stand up, is it free and fair? I say the election, you were observers? All right. We want to, we want to put it on record. Amen. God bless you richly. As we stand up to our feet, uh, no, not yet. Ah, uh, you can remain on your post of duty. Amen. Next Sunday, we have Brother Godwin Chitsindi from Zimbabwe. Hallelujah! He will be here. So he will be here uh, taking two services on Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon. Uh, I don't know how many do you know Brother Godwin Chitsindi? All right. Hallelujah. Amen. So he's one of the elders in Zimbabwe. Every time you hear me uh, saying I'm going to Zimbabwe, I'm actually going there to visit uh, his church, amen. He has always treated me very well when I'm that side. The believers love us so much that side, and this time he is coming this side, and he would be with me a couple of days over next weekend just to catch up on the fellowship and to do a few things, and then thereafter he will minister unto you. Amen. God bless you richly. Let's give us a worshiping song. Pindu kulume moya oyinwe Pindu kulume
I would have been in a much, much better space. Amen. Amen. God, the hand that giveth, God blesses such, such a hand. Amen. And then if you are able to help a family, to kickstart them in starting a family, I think it is a, a noble thing. Amen. So, Brother Jimson, I think we are on a countdown. You must have been happy yesterday. <laughs> Amen. I'm sure if you were not sure as to who's your MC at your wedding, you already made your decision after yesterday. <laughs> Amen. God bless you richly. Amen. When these young men marry in this manner, they are shaming the devil. I appeal to every single person in the building. Make sure when the time comes for you to get married, you get married as per the scriptures. A young man and a young woman that marries within the parameters of the scriptures, they are a crown of the ministry. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen from young people? Amen. How many young people here believe that they are the crowns of Malachi 4? Okay. Amen. All right. Ephesians 1. We'll read from verse 3. And I'll wrap it up around verse 11. It reads in this manner, if it is found, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According as he hath chosen us, and folks, he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Amen. Uh, it's a checkbook that is already being signed with all spiritual blessings. The onus is on you as a believer to make sure that every check is cashed. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. Uh, no negotiation with the devil. We were chosen by him. Hallelujah. Did he know about our faults? Oh, yes, he did. Did he know about our failures? Yes, he did. But he still chose us. Amen. As according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of the children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudency, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in, all, in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, 
in whom also we have obtained an inheritance. And I just want to draw our attention there uh, to gather together in all one, all things in Christ, both in heaven and both which are on the earth, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the promise that to the purpose of whom of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. As you take your seats for a couple of minutes, while I remain standing. Amen. I just want to speak on changing, changing dispensations. Amen. Changing dispensation. Amen. Maybe while on your seats, we can turn to the book of Luke. Nineteen one nine, verse twenty eight. Just a second, Amen. Read it from here. Just you may not believe it, but always, whenever we come before you. We are nervous. Amen. Uh, I always say, the day I stop becoming nervous before I come before the church, then I need a place at the altar. Because nervousness means the healthiness of the ministry. Uh, Whenever you are no longer nervous, that means you are taking things for granted. And when you take things for granted then it is, it is a problem. We'll read from verse 28 until verse 44. It says, And when he had thus spoken, he went before ascending up to Jerusalem. And it came to pass when he was come near to Bethphage and Bethany, at the mount called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples, saying, Go ye into the village over against you, in there which at your entering ye shall find a colt tide, where on yet never men sat. Lose him and bring him hither. That's a donkey. If any man ask you, Why do you lose him? Thou shall he say unto him, Because the Lord hath need of him. And they that were sent went their way, and found him as he had said unto them. And as they were losing the cold, the owners thereof said unto them, Why lose ye the cold? And they said, The Lord hath need of him. And they brought him to Jesus, and they cast their garments upon the cold, and they set Jesus thereon. And as he went, they sprayed their clothes in the way. And when he was come near, 
even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, Blessed be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said unto him, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if this should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. Hallelujah. If God doesn't get praise from the, mouth, the lips of a human race, he's able to get praise from the stones. When he was come near, he beheld the city and swept over it, saying, If thou hast known, even thou at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. For the days shall come upon thee, that thy enemies shall cast a trench upon about thee, and compass thee round, and keep thee in on every side, and shall lay thee even with the ground, and thy children within thee, and they shall not leave thee one stone upon another, because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. The important phrase there, thou knowest not the time of thy visitation. And the greatest tragedy is that today, people do not know the time of thy visitation. Even before, when Jesus was here, they did not know the time of their visitation. Are we together? Now, why is it critical that we should speak about Brother Brenham says a change of dispensation. Normally he uses the analogy of a building. How a man will start building a wall. And he says when you build a straight wall, every builder can do that. But he says when you come to the corner, there you need an experienced builder. He uses the weight a mason. Somebody that is able to tend the corner. Because whenever you find a building, a building, I've seen where people were building, uh, the critical uh, points at a building, it is the corner and it is the roof. Hallelujah. Uh, if you get a really west uh, builder, he's going to mess up and really run your costs high, especially when it comes to the roof and as well as turning the corner. Are we together? But in the end time, we realize that even spiritually speaking, it is costly when it comes to the keeping of the headstone. The foundation and as well as the keeping of the, uh, 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 of the headstone are we together. And how many believe that in our time we have received Zurira Babel? Hallelujah. A man that came to keep the headstone. But before he kept the headstone, he comes, he says, I'm looking at the wise master builder, which was Paul, who laid the foundation. And I'm telling you, it is critical because sometimes the way forward is the way back. Hallelujah. It may sound like an oxymoron. In this generation, we could not move forward until we went back to connect with the foundation that was laid by St. Paul. That's why this messenger said, I have preached exactly what Paul has preached. That's why Paul was regarded as a woman hater 
And if you understand the scripture, if he was regarded as a woman hater, he was regarded as an organization hater. And in the end time, we had a prophet that was regarded as a woman hater because he was an organizational hater. He says, why am I against organized religion? He says, Pentecost is not an organization, but it's an experience. Hallelujah. Christianity is not an organization, it's an experience. And this morning, I don't know what you have experienced, but I would like to believe that you are here because you experienced something that you could not even describe in human terms. Hallelujah. Some of you, when you went through that experience, you wanted to deny and reject it, but for some reason, it overtook you, and that is why you are where you are today. Are we together? Now, coming to the issue of dispensation, Brother Brenham speaks about a dispensation during the time of uh, the Garden of Eden. He speaks about, if you, can, uh, if you want that message, you'll get it in the message, God's Power to Transform, uh, page, paragraph 113. Brother Brenham says, now notice what's happened. In the Garden of Eden was God's economy of innocence. That was one of the dispensations. Hallelujah. They were there naked, but they did not know that they were naked because there was a, a holy veil. Are we together? And you see that in the Garden of Eden they were naked, but they had a holy veil. And in the end time, the devil has made people to be naked in Satan's Eden, but without a holy veil. And that is why, because now it's no longer an age of innocency, it's an age of wickedness. And the devil will always try to, be, to bring a counterfeit to everything that, the de- that God has done. In the Garden of Eden, he found a woman in the middle of the Garden of Eden, and he approached the woman and spoke to the woman. Before we knew it, the woman was pregnant with a foreign seed. Hallelujah. And I can say in the end time, the tables have turned. In the first Garden of Eden, it was Lucifer that came down. Hallelujah. Not actually came down. He was kicked out of heaven. And he fell down because if you say he came down, it sounds dignified. It sounds like he was willingly coming down. No, he did not want to come down. God gave him a big kick, kicked him out of heaven. And he put a statement and said, there remaineth no place for him in heaven. And I'd much better say this morning, the devil is unredeemable. You, I don't care what you can do. You can never preach a sermon that is good enough that can bring the devil to the altar. The devil is irredeemable. Hallelujah. And when he was chucked out of heaven, he was looking for a place. And Brother Brenham says he began to look at the animal kingdom and identified the animal kingdom and picked up an animal. And he incarnated himself into that animal. There was a time that animal spoke, but from the time of incarnation, it was no longer an animal speaking, it was the devil through an animal speaking. And he was going around looking for a woman to deceive. I want you to get a contrast of what happened then and on, on what is happened to what is happening now. And while he looked around, he found a woman and he spoke to the woman about the tree that was in the midst of the, or the, midst of the garden. Hallelujah. I'm surprised that the drunkards in Eshebin know what that tree is, but men that come out of the Bible seminary have got no idea of what that tree is. Hallelujah. 
That tree, when you ate from it, you became pregnant. Hallelujah. Then you can read it between the lines. And right there, in the end time, again, in Satan's Eden, that was in God's Eden, when a woman was found and was given a foreign seat by the enemy. Now in the end time, in God's Eden, we see the Lord himself coming down. Not chucked out of heaven now. The devil was chucked out of heaven. But in the end time, the Lord himself descended. Hallelujah. With a shout. With a voice of the archangel. With a trumpet. Go and read in the message of the rapture. Brother Brenham says he does these three things as he descends. Hallelujah. What is the shout? The shout is the message of the hour. What is the voice of the archangel? Is the voice of the resurrection. What is the trumpet? The trumpet is an invitation to the wedding supper. All these things are right in this message. In this message, there is a message that will bring you out of your own traditions. Hallelujah. In this message, there is a redemptive power that will make you to overcome the power of sin. And once you have overcome the power of sin, then there is a voice of the archangel. Within this message, there is a voice that will bring the resurrection. Hallelujah. Furthermore, there is a trumpet that will sound and the dead in Christ shall rise again and we will go and meet our Lord in the earth. All these things are happening right in this message. Hallelujah. This message, folks, is a full package. There is nothing lacking about this message. This message is a full package. When you believe this message, you know I will overcome the devil. You not know that I'm only not overcoming the devil, but actually if I die, I'll rise again. You know that when that time comes for the body to change, your body will change. And I'm saying everything that you need for the rapture lies in this message. This message does not need any additional elements, folks. Whatever God needed, needed us to have, it's already in the message. And I had much better tell the devil, I'm proud to be a message believer. I'm proud to follow Malachi 4. I'm proud to follow a vindicated messenger. I don't care what Google says. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh. And in the end time, there was a man from Kentucky. And people looked at him and thought he was a Kentuckian. But to me, he was not a Kentuckian. He was an attribute of God. That was expressed in my season. And in this dispensation, God had the people to respond to the call of the men of God. And I'm saying if you are predestinated, I don't care what the devil puts over you. But there will always be something within, the, within your inner being that will respond to the call of God. The devil has got no ability to make you deaf to the call of God. Can you say amen to that? The devil has got no ability to make you deaf to the call of God. I don't care how deep you were in sin, but when the word came your way, you had to respond to the call. It never made sense, folks, but you moved. You changed friends. You changed your dressing. You changed your thinking. What was happening? It was the power of transformation. It was you as a son of God responding to a call of God. And if the devil could not stop you coming, the devil will never make you leave the message. Hallelujah. If your coming was by God, you will never leave this message. Oh, I'm not in the message. The message is in me. 
Even if I leave the message, the message will still be in me. Oh, now here's a great secret. The weight is now in the bride. The bride has thou, says the Lord. And she knows what to do with the weight. Oh, we didn't just receive the weight. We know what to do with the weight. What do we do with the weight? We leave the weight. We manifest the weight. I hope you are with me. Brother Brown says in the Garden of Eden. Now, I was still on this very interesting contrast here. The woman was pregnant with the wrong seed. Now, in the end time, we are right in Satan's Eden. We are now in the age of civilization. We are right in the age of perversion. There's wickedness wherever you go. Men's imagination are vile. But right in the midst of this Eden, Satan's Eden, God comes down. And he begins to make himself up towards a woman. And he speaks to this woman. And this woman, like Mary, listens to this angel and he says to the angel, let it be according to your word. And as the woman was pregnant with the wrong seed in the Garden of Eden, in the end time in Satan's Eden, the woman is now pregnant with the right seed. I don't know, the tables have turned. That was the devil, but here is God. And after the woman was pregnant with a wrong seed, there wasn't much that could be done in the Garden of Eden. Cain had to be born. A life had started in the womb of a woman, and God had to allow that life to be expressed. And in the end time, the woman is pregnant with the right seed. And there is, no, there is nothing that can start, stop this process of pregnancy. The life has to take place, has to be expressed. The man-child has to be expressed. In the garden of God, a woman was there, pregnant, moving around the garden. And in the end time, in Satan's Eden, the woman is moving around with the pregnancy of God. There it was with the pregnancy of the devil. Today it is with the pregnancy of God. There it was with the serpent seed. But here it is with the man child Christ. I don't know whether, whether you're getting where we are getting to. Hallelujah. Until Eve there said, I've received a man from the Lord. And people thought that vindicates that it was a son of Adam. No, sir. Life, whether it's evil or whatever, however that life is, life comes from God. Hope we are together. And it says, the first dispensation was innocent. The people knew no sin. They didn't know anything about sin. Both Adam and Eve were naked. But they were hid from their nakedness by a spirit veil over their face. They never knew what, what, that they were naked at all because they were hid. For God's veil in their own minds, they didn't know that what was right or wrong, and them both standing there naked, 
showed that the knowledge that the knowledge had not yet come to them that they were naked. The pair was naked and did not know it. It was during that dispensation of innocency. Now, we move from the Adamic dispensation, then we came to the dispensation of Noah, Noahic dispensation. And Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Why is it critical for us to know dispensations? It's because no matter how great the Moses of Noah was, it will not help you today. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how great the Moses of Moses was, that message will not help you today. You've got to know the message of your day and recognize the message of your day and leave the message of your day. Stay with me here. But however, when people had, had, have lived in a dispensation, they get accustomed to that dispensation. We know that from the Noahic dispensation came the Mosaic dispensation, which was the dispensation of law. And they had to keep the law. And if you had, made, if you had committed sin, you had to take uh, uh, a sacrifice to the high priest, and the, a sacrifice will be made for the atonement of your sins. It was a tradition that they had been doing that for almost 4,000 years. Now, stay with me here. While they were busy, and they had this protocol in the temple, the high priest that went into the third uh, court, the priest that served in the first and the second court, what happened is that while they were caught up in this routine where men knew that if I had done something once a year, I can pull a lamb and go to the temple and it will be sacrificed. While they were caught up in this routine, a baby was born. And his name was Jesus. And as soon as the baby was born, an announcement went to the shepherds that the king is born. There were three wise men. While they, look, they looked into the zodiac, the three heavenly bodies came together to represent them coming into the unity of faith here. And they followed the star. And they thought maybe it must be leading them to Herod. And when they got to Herod, the star disappeared. And they got into Herod's palace. And they said, where is the king that is born? And there was no child that was born in Herod. And Herod said, what are you talking about? They say, we have seen his star. And we have come to worship him. And imagine you are a king. They're already telling you about a successor that you have not anointed, that you do not know. And now it, that, that, that made the uh, Herod to be uncomfortable until he, he looked like he was a gentleman and said, if you find that king, tell me where he is so that I can come and worship him. But the main intention was to kill the baby. 
Stay with me here. While they were there, in that condition, the baby was born. It does not matter how genuine you were. When you pulled the lamb to the temple, it doesn't matter how sincere the priest was. That dispensation was done away. Because what's happening? The baby was born. And if you were a message believer during that time, the message was not going to direct you to the temple. The message was directing the message believers that there is a baby born in a manger. And the birth of that baby in the manger brought about a dispensational change. But people were accustomed to the ways of doing things. Even when Jesus started his ministry, people were still caught up in their routines of offering bulls and goats. But it does not matter how honest it was. God disregarded all those customs. Even though he's the one that laid them down. Are we together? He's the one that may tell them to sacrifice the bulls and the goats. But when the dispensation changed, God was no longer obligated to that dispensation. He moved into the new dispensation with believers that identified a dispensational change. What is happening during that time? Here is a statement. Who do men say I am? Some say you are Elijah. Some say you are Jeremiah. That is the dispensation in the past. But who do you say I am? Stay with me. When people said he was Isaiah, they were not wrong technically. Because Brother Branham says, every man that came during their time, every prophet, it was Christ in a measure during their time. He says Moses was Christ in Egypt. So technically they were not wrong, but they were wrong. Why? Because now he says, who do you say I am? Now, these are the people that had sacrificed goals. These are the people that worshipped the God of their father, fathers. These are the people that knew it was father, father that brought us out of Egypt. But during that time, Peter says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. The answer did not come from a sermon in a temple. I don't know whether you're with me here. Imagine being Mary during that time. Mary was pregnant with a new dispensation. A dispensation of grace. And while people were still caught up in the law, there was a woman that was pregnant with the word of the hour. Imagine Mary couldn't go to the temple. The temple could not understand what Mary had to share. The only people that could understand, it was the house of Elizabeth. Because the same angel that was there is the same angel that was in the house of Elizabeth. When a dispensation changes, you need an angelic announcement. Gabriel was there to announce that the dispensation of law, based on what you can do, based on your good deeds, it is done away. It is a dispensation where we look at what God can do for us. Are we together? The time of self-righteousness was done away. And every time the dispensation changes, it dislocates men from their positions. 
Are you together? Imagine the high priest that used to receive the sacrifice. How would he accept that? Now, people are no longer supposed to come to you. People have got a direct access to the almighty God. They can kneel down wherever they are and say, God, forgive me. Every dispensation has got traditions. Can you imagine during that time? When that time came and you pulled your lamb but on your way to church with a lamb. All of us will say, ah, we know what he did. Hallelujah. And if you are an elder, you know, you didn't have to bring a title down. You had to drag the bull. If an elder comes to church with a bull, even little ones, they say, oh, there was a trowel. Hallelujah. And because the blood of bulls and goats did not take away the desire to sin. If we see you with the bull today, next year when it comes, you still come with the bull until we call you Brother Bull. Because you couldn't rise. You, you didn't like to sin. But the life of the animal couldn't come into you. It only covered sin. So every year, you were struggling with the same thing. Until the priest knows and say, when he's with you, can say, see you next year. But when the baby was born, when the baby Jesus was born, for he shall save his people from their sins. Hallelujah. Men that were subject to sin began to rise above sin. Brother Bull never became Brother Bull anymore. He looked at the table and said, Table, I'm done with you. What was happening? There was a perfect sacrifice upon the face of the land. Hallelujah. And the, the sacrifice spoke and said, Those that are heavy and heavy burden, let them come to me. I will give them rest. They will rest from their old deeds. Now, for three and a half years, the priests, the Jews, the scribes, they struggled with this man called Jesus. Because he moved freely. He broke the Sabbath. He said, my father and I are one. He says, if you have seen me, you have seen the father. What manner of man that can bring that great Elohim, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and this man claims to be that God, but yet he's here with worn-out sandals. He's here with a dirty robe that had manure over it. But he says, before Abraham, I am. But yet, he's not 50. And it offended the Jews that how can this man bring the locality of God in himself? But the predestinated ones that knew that there was a dispensational change. People like Peter, they looked at him and said, where shall we go? We can go to the blood of bulls and goats. Where shall we go? Because in you we see the fulfillment.
fulfillment of the scripture. Behold, a vision shall conceive. But in you, that scripture has now been made flesh. And it, it, I can imagine the priest must have said, there is a new church. They are protesting. They no longer bring their bulls to the temple. We don't see them anymore. When you receive the revealed word of your time, people will no longer see you where they used to see you. There is a change in diet. There is a change in, in friends. There is a change in thinking. And then people say, we have not seen you for quite some time. No, I've gone back to the revealed word of the hour. It was the dispensation of grace. But John, who said, behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Only two brothers in church that day realized what he was talking about. The next day, based on the sermon, they missed John's church. They were in Jesus' church. <laughs> Hallelujah. I can imagine there must have been others that say, hey, what are you doing here? Are you not going back to your John church anymore? No. John knew my ministry is done. There is one that is here. I'm not even worth it to lose his shoelaces. But that one I'm here to introduce. And those two disciples went. But others, they were still back listening to John. Hallelujah. But the ministry had progressed. When you build a straight wall, everybody can follow. But when you turn the corner, only the predestinated ones know that we have turned to the corner. And now, stay with me here. They followed Jesus. And Jesus was a great preacher during his time. Wherever he went, signs and wonders followed him. If he went to a, a funeral, he interrupted to the funeral. That disease was going to come out of the casket. And Jesus will have church. That is how Jesus' services were characterized. Stay with me here. Now, the whole attention were upon a man called Jesus. The whole hope was upon a man called Jesus. Until the Jews secretly thought, this must be the one that will build a kingdom. This is the one that will deliver us from the mighty army of Rome. And they followed him. But guess what? One day, he told them that he was going to be crucified. And Judas came and pointed him out, and he was captured. And he was taken, and he was moved from court to court until he was sentenced to death. And when he went to Calvary with a heavy cross hanging on his back, and he went to Calvary, and he died between the heavens and the earth, that discouraged the people that followed a man called Jesus. Some of them decided that it's time that we go fishing. Some of them say, it's time we go to Emmaus. Because now, the man is gone. But little did they know, it was another turning of a corner. Hallelujah. A man, Jesus, was taken, put on the cross, put on the tomb, but when they put a big stone on the tomb, 
the ministry was changing from a son of man to the son of God. It was changing to God with us, to God in us. But the believers did not catch it today. They still went down to the tomb to look for him until an angel made an announcement and said, why are you looking the living amongst the dead? He is risen. He go and tell his disciples you will meet them at Galilee. And they began to rush. They began to rush to the Galilee. And during that time, Jesus made many appearances to them. And later we know on the ascension day, he was taken up on a cloud. Park this thought, on a cloud. After he was taken up on a cloud, an angel comes and says, you men of Galilee, why are you looking up there? Don't you know that in the same manner, underline that, in the same manner that is taken up, he will come back in the same manner. When a dispensation took place, a cloud took him up, but he came back, he unmoved himself. He changed the form and cannot himself into the believers. Now they spoke in tongues. For seven church ages, it was the Holy Ghost operating the Son of God ministry. Stay with me here. In the same manner that he is taken up, he will return in the same manner. In our time, heaven opened. The mighty angel stepped out of heaven with a cloud. In the same manner that he was taken up, he's in the same manner that he's coming down. The cloud took him. The cloud is bringing him back. But how many people during that time, Pentecostals, went on a healing campaign? A.A. Allen. Hallelujah. Billy Graham. Oral Roberts. All of them. You name them during the time of Brother Brennan, Brother Hicks. But during that time, when everybody thought God is moving after the Azusa Street, an angel came into a cave. A man was sitting there and he saw a light. And out of that light came out a being and said, I am sent from the presence of the Almighty God. I have got a commission to give it to you. You will pray for the kings in their palaces. And the man said, but I can't speak English. As Moses said, I can't speak. But God said, you will go anyhow. During that time, I don't care how loyal you were as a Pentecostal. I don't care how many dreams you received. I don't care how many visions you saw. As long as those dreams and visions did not point you to the prophet messenger, they were from the table. I'll say that so that it can sink in. You can never see an engine that is a genuine engine without that engine showing you the revealed word of your time. Do I have believers here? 
If somebody says, I saw an angel, check where that angel led him to. And it will determine whether he's an angel from God or an angel from the devil. A real angel, when he comes to you, he will preach what Malachi for has already preached. And during that time, it does not matter how loyal you were as a Pentecostal. It doesn't matter how sincere and how God answered your prayer. As soon as the messenger was commissioned, all your gifts and all your knowing came to nothing unless they operated through the commission of the hour. Are you still with me, folks? hear what the prophet says here. Brother Branham says, this is in the message, the adoption. He says, we have plenty of dismal time, but they shall come light. The same sun that came and changed the dispensation then comes again as per Luke 17.30. That's going to be from earth to glory. We will go in one time we went in, the other time we went out. This time we are going up. Hallelujah. We are coming to the end. We are not only coming to the end. We have already arrived. We are at the end time. He says to the church, do you believe in dispensations? Do you believe in dispensation? The Bible said so. In the dispensation of the fullness of time. What is the fullness of time? There's been a dispensation of wealth. There was a dispensation of the Mosaic law. There was a dispensation of John the Baptist. There was a dispensation of Christ. There has been a dispensation of church organization. There's a dispensation of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Now, now is the dispensation of adoption. Are you with me? I'm going to read you something here. A dispensation of adoption. What does it mean? When Jesus was taken up on Mount Transfiguration and he changed the countenance and had Moses and Elijah there, had James, John, and Peter, and the voice spoke, And said, this is my beloved son. Hear ye him. The prophet says, from that time, what the son spoke, it was exactly what the father spoke. Because now it was an adopted son. The prophet says, we are now in the dispensation of adoption. What does it mean? It It means what the, the meaning or the 
the, the meaning that the signature of the father carried, the signature of the son carries the same weight. Let's read here. Brother Bram says in message, hear ye him, paragraph 38, placing of a son, took him out in a certain place, have a ceremony before angels, and place him positionally what he is in the body of Christ. Then that person has the authority. Let me say this. If you count me to be a fanatic from this night on, so be it. That very thing that I'm speaking of will be done. There will be a power put into the church. Stay with me here. Sometimes we look at what, how the world is regressing, but we fail to see how the church is progressing because we've got our attention on wrong people. Hallelujah. You were looking at believe the sign. Now they've become believe, disbelieve the sign. And in your mind, you've got a clutter, you've got noise going on. Until you give up, you raise your hand and say, there is a mess in the message. Oh yes, I'm not going to come and hear and try to sugarcoat the truth. There is a mess in the message community. But there is no mess in the message. The message is the son of man revealed in our time. It depends on what you are looking for. Hallelujah. When they moved out of Egypt, there was Dathan, Korah, and Moses. If you are looking at Dathan, you are going to be discouraged. And say, why did we come out? If we're looking at Korah, you are going to be discouraged. Because every time he feeds you with wrong report. And until the more you listen to him, the more you realize Moses is nothing. But those like Joshua and Caleb, that put their attention on Moses every day. They were saying, we are getting closer. We are getting closer. The same God that called us out of Egypt, he's still with us. Look at Moses. Until in one of the fellowship sessions, Caleb said, Moses, when I get there, me, I need, I need my mountain. Do you say I'm 40 years? I need my mountain. Amen. Moses must have laughed and said, brother, it will be a blessing when we get there. Amen. And on the way, God took away Moses, Joshua, was never discouraged. Amen. Joshua and Caleb still, still say, we need to go there and possess the land. Amen. Moses is no longer here, but the mo- message of Moses is still here. Amen. And after 48 years, Caleb says, I was 40 years when I spoke to Moses about my mountain. Now, now, 40 years later, as an 80-year-old man, I need my mountain. Give me my mountain. What made you, Caleb and Joshua not to be discouraged? They concentrated on the messenger. When the messenger was taken away, they concentrated on the message of the messenger. But if you are looking and say, Elder so-and-so or Deacon so-and-so was in the message for 40 years. Now he left the message. He said the message is wrong. If you are concentrating on that, you will follow them. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm glad that there are eyewitnesses that are still standing, the likes of Brother Ed Biscal, that remain on the, on the post of duty as eyewitnesses and say, we were with this messenger. 
And this messenger is still a true messenger. We were in those meetings when all those things happened. We are the witness that he was a vindicated prophet. How many witnesses do we have in the building? And I can say, blessed are those that believe without seeing. And I'm saying I was never in the meeting of Brother Brennan. But I know he's a vindicated prophet messenger. How do I know every time I listen to his tape, my life is never the same. Every time I read his book, it changes me. It tells me there is power in the message. The only time where I will doubt the message is when I read the message and there is nothing happening. And I will know the problem is not the message. The problem is with me. Amen. And I can tell you folks, there are people that have left. There are others that are still planning to leave. But there are others that are into it for a long haul. And I can announce, I'm one of those people. Why? We've bent down our bridges. You remember Alexander the Great, whenever he went to the battle with the troops, as soon as they crossed the river, he used to say, let's cross the fire. Let's burn our boats. We are not going to come this way. If we are coming this way of the sea, we'll use their boats. And they bent down their boats. Other people, when we bent the boats, they kept their little boats. Some a Sangoma boat, some a Catholic boat, some a Pentecostal boat. And whenever the battle becomes tough, they jump back into their boats. We have no else to jump back into. The enemy that is before us, by, by all means necessary, must be done away. And the only sort that we have is the message of the hour. And with this message and with this enemy, we must deal with the enemy. But if you still have a boat, even now you are thinking, me when things are tough, I'm going back in my boat. And they have gone back into their boats. Amen. Brother Brenham says, the very thing that I'm speaking of will be done. There will be a power put into the church and now is coming in that the Holy Spirit will so anoint the people Till they will speak the word and it will create itself right there. We haven't seen powers like this coming into the church now. What made us to have a delay in seeing this power? Our attention is on wrong things. Our faith muscle is not developed because we are feeding on wrong things. The prophet says we are now in the adoption season. He says there will be power that will come into the church where the church will speak to the weight and the weight will recreate itself. Where are those things? Was the prophet a liar? Oh, by all means, no. Where is the problem? The problem is in the pews. 
Are you still with me? He says, I know it for a fact. This is a prophet. He's, he, he's convinced. Say unto this mountain, be moved. Don't doubt in your heart, but believe that what you have said shall come to pass. You can have what you have said. The placing of the church in position where the fullness of the power of the Holy Ghost comes into the church, then critics' mouths will be shut. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to that time where, do you remember there was critics when he was hanging on the cross? And they say, this man is a, it's a bluff. This man is a phantom. Hallelujah. But while he was there, before he gave up on the coast, the earth shook. The sun refused to shine. The moon refused to shine. The stars refused to shine. Everything declared him to be the Lord of Lords. Until the critics' mouth were shut. Until they said, truly, he was the son of God. That time is coming again. They will look at us and look down on us and despise us. And say, we are following a man. But there's coming a time where the power of God will move into the church. And a brother and a sister, wherever they are, they'll say, God, I have this desire. Right there, they await. The Holy Spirit will take their way and recreate that way until that way is made flesh. And the critics will look and say, truly, they were a bride of Jesus Christ. And I've got an announcement, folks. That power is not coming. That power, that power, as I'm speaking right now, is in every man and woman in the building right now. How many believe that? Wherever you are sitting, you can speak the word and believe that way. And that word will recreate itself. And I'm saying, if my children are lost, I'm speaking salvation. I'm speaking salvation. The Holy Spirit will take my way and make my way to be materialized. Are you sick this morning? Speak your healing. Speak your healing. Under this anointing, if you are sick, write in your chair. If you do not doubt, stand up and say, I am healed. How many believe that? How many believe that? Wherever you are right now, if you are sick, stand up and say, I am here. The Holy Spirit is in the building to take you away and make your way to be materialized. The power is in the church. Hallelujah. What do you need? What do you need right now? Greater than Solomon is here. Greater than Moses is here. Greater than Brother Branham is here. Greater than all of them is here. The Lord himself is in the building. Do you believe that, folks? Are you ready to accept him? Are you ready to be touched by him? Hallelujah. The power is in the church. I'm looking at little creators here that can speak in heaven will back up with their weight. And I've got news for the table. David, at this point in time, you are defeated 
in every life of every believer in the building. Who's got more authority? An angel in heaven or an angel in the pulpit? An angel in the pulpit this morning under the authority of the word of God. This morning under the anointing of the word of God. I say, David, you are defeated. Every demon that is in the building, it must leave the building right now. I need you to believe that every demon that is in the building must leave the building right now. How many can say right now? Right now. Every demon right now must leave the building. Every cancer in the building must leave the building. Every sin in the building must be forgiven. I need the church to believe that. I need the church to believe that. We are in the adoption season. We are the adopted sons and daughters of God. Heaven respects us. We are standing on holy ground. We are standing on holy ground. Can we sing that? We are standing on holy ground. And there are angels around us. My brother, you have suffered for far too long. This morning is done. My sister, you struggle for long. This morning, another authority of God, we set you free. In the name of Jesus Christ. That name will break every chain of the table. There is power in that name. Hallelujah. We are All over the building. On holy ground. Hallelujah. And I know that there are angels all around. With our hands raised. Now, Jesus, now we are standing.
Jesus now. With our hands raised, take us up. With our hands raised, we, on top of our voices, we are standing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, holy ground. Holy ground. Take us up. We are standing. God a hand clap, amen. Hallelujah. We worship you, oh God. We praise you this afternoon, oh God. You are wonderful, God. He's holy, God. Yes. Minaki so. Come on! 
all over the building. Let's praise his name. There is no other name except the name of Jesus Christ. There's no other name above your name, O God. this morning if anybody asks you anybody asks you I'm ready tell them this way tell them I am ready hallelujah for I am washed with the blood of Christ. I'm redeemed from my diseases. Jesus has changed. Hallelujah. I'm redeemed from my diseases. If anybody tells me. Let's just hum it. If you want to pray, you can pray in your own way. God, talk to him in your own way because you're the redeemed of the cross. Let's just hum it one more time. Talk to him. He is here this afternoon. Talk to him.
With both hands raised, let's just say we eat well when I'm ghost.
service in the word of prayer, we, we will pray. There is power in the name of Jesus. Thank you. How many believe that? Maybe there is power sorry to interrupt you apologies I just want to show you that there is power in the name of Jesus for as long as you believe in the name I got a call I think it was brother Lucky and he told me says, pastor the devil is fighting me at my workplace I want you to pray with me it looks like by the look of things I may not have job by the time we sit on Friday because there is a man that set me up at work but I need you to pray with me prayed with a brother on Friday he went after he gave me a call and said pastor I don't know what happened the whole story just changed around the table I'm better today Brother Clement had an issue. He forgot something in his pocket, which was his. Now, when they searched them at work, they found that, oh, I think it was a, a piece or a packet of snacks. And they said, look, that means you were trying to steal. The brother said, I cannot steal. Honestly, it was just in my pocket. It's mine. Is that it? I forgot to declare it said, we are calling the police to get you arrested and later after you lose your job. He called, we prayed, thereafter he phoned me after and said, Pastor, everything is resolved. They now know that I have not done it. They believe me. I don't know how many believe there is power in the name of Jesus. It depends on you believing. I say, doubt your doubts. Let the devil be at bay. And say, the devil I know and I know and I know and I know. I'm a daughter of God. I'm a son of God. When I pray the holy name of Jesus in prayer, God will send angels my way. There is power in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's all see. There is power is powerful. in the name of Jesus. All over the building. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain. I 
themselves that this is the last service and I'm done. Your prayer can interrupt the David in his plans. Every human being is a mystery. Every human being has got their struggles but in the presence of the almighty God, our struggles are known. I just want to say gently, Savior, Savior, and while we come to the end of it, you pray for the person next to you. Maybe your wife, it may be a fellow sister, maybe a fellow brother. Softly. Savior, 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 Savior. Hear my humble, Hear my humble 
Don't think of yourself. Think of the person that you are about to pray for. next to you. Remember them. Commit them to God. You don't know what they are going through, but you can intercess on their behalf. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, mighty God. Hear the prayers of your sins as they intercede for one another. May you be gracious. May you be merciful. May you be responsive to the prayers that are being given unto you. These are mortals praying for one another. Men and women, men praying for their wives, their wives praying for their husbands. A sister to a sister, a brother to a brother, pleading their cases before you, Almighty God. May the Holy Spirit move. May the Holy Spirit grant their heart's desire. We are not praying for ourselves. We are praying for our fellow brothers. We are praying for our fellow sisters. Be gracious, O God. May you come and liberate them. May you come and heal them if they are sick. May you come and save them if they are lost. Whatever they need, I know you can respond. Because there is a name above every other name. Whenever we call that name, heaven responds. And in the name of Jesus Christ, every demon as we detect in the building is defeated right now. Believers are united in prayer. Believers are running around one another in prayer. Declaring the enemy to be a defeated man. He is a bluff. He was defeated 2,000 years ago. And the victory was enforced on Mount Sunset in 1963 when those angels stepped out of eternity and they declared a change of season. And the prophet comes and says we are in the adoption season. That there is a power in the church where the church will speak the way and the way it will recreate itself by the power of the Holy Spirit. And this evening, this morning, oh God, we know that everything that we need, you are able to action it, oh God. I know there are people that are not here. They've wandered out there in the world. But under this prayer, oh God, we say, may you bring them back. May you reconcile the backsliders. May they realize that there is a God that must be worshipped. May they avail themselves in the presence of God. And I know you are willing to come closer to them. If they come closer to you, I'm praying for this church 
Pray for these men and women, oh God. Wherever they go at their places of work, may the Holy Spirit bring everything under subjection. Whatever plans that they have, oh God, may you make their plans to be a reality. May you, whatever they touch, oh God, may it be a blessing because they are blessed, oh God. I commit them to you, oh God. As Joseph of the old, wherever he went, everything prospered. May these people this morning, wherever they go, whatever they touch, whoever they speak to, whatever plan they have, may it prosper, oh God. I commit them to you. May they be testimonies that show that God can be lifted out of history. That show that God is a God of today, as much as he was the God of yesterday, as much as he will be a God tomorrow. We thank you. We praise you. We acknowledge your majesty. We worship you. There is none like you. You are the almighty God. You are the omnipresent. You are the omnipotent. You are the omniscient. You know everything. You have set boundaries for everything. And nothing can go within thy parameters as long as you have set a boundary, so God. We commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Even the visitors that are in our midst, they may not know what is going on, but we are praying for them. We send prayer their way. When they go back to their houses, we send prayer there. Whatever demonic spirit that may be there, in the name of Jesus Christ, as the bride of Jesus Christ, we intervene on behalf of our visitors. Well, if there are sick people in their houses, may they be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. I know you will do it because you have done it in the past and you can do it today. You are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. There is no God like you. There is no Jehovah like you. You are great in battle. Every battle you're going to, you overcome it, oh God. That is why at this point in time, we know you have made us more than conquerors in the name of Jesus Christ. We commit everybody to you. May you grant them the traveling message. May you make their week to be a blessed week. May you make their week to be a blessed week. May the devil be at bay. May you reign in their houses. May you reign in their places of work. Oh God, whatever they need, may you grant it, oh God. As I commit every man and woman, every child to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Have a blessed week. Have a victorious week. May God's favor shine upon your way. Until such time we meet, do not forget next Sunday, we've got two services, morning and afternoon. Hallelujah. And then we are looking forward to, to be blessed by Brother uh, Godwin Chizindi, very experienced elder uh, in the land of Zimbabwe, veteran on many fronts, fought many battles. I think what Zimbabwe, it is, what Zimbabwe is today is because of contributions of men like him, the likes of Brother Chesa, Brother Chikozi, and I think you will be able to be blessed by his ministry when he's here. Pray for the meetings that are coming up. May God richly bless you. You are dismissed. I think on Sunday, on Thursday, the tape for Thursday, hallelujah, mm, they will show us okay. Amen. All right. You remember the video without sound?
We managed to go and look for sound. We found sound. The message that is coming up on Thursday is leadership. It is there on your CD. Hallelujah. If you need the dates, you can make your way to the librarians and ask them. The video that will be played here can be ordered to the library so that you and your family can, in the comfort of your own home, be blessed by what other saints are doing. Hallelujah. We are not jealous if another church is doing better. We are betting for the same team. We are betting for the same team. Hallelujah. If some church scores, another one is a defender. Because it's a teamwork. Amen. And then another thing, I've spoken to the elders. Uh, we have got something in mind for the 16th of June. It's the day of our young people. We will come to church. We will sit in the comfort of our seats. They will prepare material for us on that day that they will present to the church. Hallelujah. How many are going to support them on that day? Amen. And they, after the service, I think they will remain and caucus amongst themselves as what they're going to do. And then they will give the program and they will, uh, it will be, will oversee the program. And I'm looking forward to see. We don't say they won't make mistakes. But you must remember, if you try, you can only improve on what you have already started. If you never start, you can never improve. Are we together? So they must not worry about mistakes. It's good to make a mistake in the house. You will not be judged because you will make a mistake in the family. Hallelujah. And the family has got your back. How many young people can say amen to that? Amen. God bless you richly as we listen to a trailer with sound, Brother Masum. Oh, my soul. 